My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. As we're coming back filming the invasion of our country, we're actually stopped by Border Patrol and law enforcement. They're bringing each one of us out of the vehicle with our hands above our head and behind our backs, guns drawn like we're criminals. There are so many crises facing our country right now. It's hard to actually keep track of them. Inflation may scare the living hell out of you. The collapse of our dollar, perhaps war in Europe or nuclear war with Russia. But indeed, the most existential and direct threat to you and your family's security and safety is an open southern border. Without a border, you don't have a nation. Without a nation, we have no place to raise our children, no church, no place for your family. Your life is essentially destitute. We can't have an open border and last as a nation. Everybody knows this. And perhaps that's why more than 150 countries have sent all manner of people, including those on the terrorist watch list, to our southern border to cross into this country. We hear a lot about protecting the children. We hear a lot about protecting Americans and protecting democracy. But an open border defies all of that. We hear a lot about COVID rules and pandemic panic, but an open border defies it all. It is the most glaring reality that everything that the Democrat Party says is untrue and that everything that they say is a lie and that they do not practice it in politics or in actual reality. But in fact, what they're saying is indeed just something to get people's ire and fear and paranoia and panic up. It's one panic after another. But the real panic The crisis on our southern border, the lack of any security, the lack of funding is being picked up by even corporate media. The New York Times published today, Homeland Security is making plans to handle record surge of migrants. Officials are bracing for a number of interceptions at the border to rise much higher than ever in recorded history. If a public health order is lifted, that would be Title 42. The New York Times, of course, wouldn't put a reporter on the border. That would be too scary. Cartels and very dangerous people control the border. And also, they don't really want you to know the true extent of the horrors happening vis-a-vis Joe Biden's policies. That's why we are so excited to be welcoming Ben Berkwam to the show, who has been on the border and reported for Real America's Voice. He's been one of the only souls who dared cover the absolute atrocities occurring at our southern border. He joins us now. Ben, thank you for being on the program. It's great to be with you, man. Ben, listen, I mean, aside from having an incredible name, you also have a lot of courage and you have an incredible story. You have been on the border and been one of the few people going viral regularly showing the reality of the border. I guess my opening question to you is, why are you the only one? This seems like the biggest story in the country. Yeah, I know it is. And uh, I can tell you why I do it. Um, to answer the, the question, why am I the only one? Uh, that's, that's a deeper question. I do it, though, because I have young children and I live in the greatest country in the history of the world. I don't want to see it destroyed. And if we don't have a border, as you mentioned, we no longer have a country. Uh, my daughters will grow up in a place that I, won't, I don't recognize. And so if we don't do it, if I don't do it, then who will? I don't want them to have to do it. And when we're talking about the southern border, we're talking about the most vicious, evil people on the planet, uh, on par with terrorists in the Middle East, people that will dismember you, disembowel you while you're still alive and do it with a smile on their face. And they're being emboldened every single day by Washington, D.C. So uh, that's why I do it. I do it to show what other people won't show and to 
uh, prayerfully, uh, hopefully save our nation from the destruction that the enemies within would see us fall into. To answer the question why others wouldn't or why others don't, I, I think there's partially uh, it's speculation on my part. Uh, there is some fear. I mean, what we're doing isn't safe in a lot of cases. We go across into Mexico into cartel territory, but it's not just Mexico that's cartel territory now. Much of America now is controlled by the cartels. Uh, there's some of that there, but it's also complicity. I think we've got a complicit media who is a part of the godless globalist leftist cabal that is working to destroy not just America, but the Western world in general. And they want to see this country destroyed. So the last thing they want to do is go down and have to see uh, what uh, we see on a daily basis. It would create cognitive, cognitive dissidence, and they'd have to re deal with the reality that everything they're saying about what's happening on the southern border is an absolute lie. That's my perspective on it. And until they do it, we're going to continue to do it and expose what they're, they're not exposing to the world. You've been exposing uh, so much on the border. Again, your videos have gone viral of migrants being bust and the way that they process human beings and the utter lawlessness, because what they are doing is clearly illegal. What they're doing is against American written law. Some of those laws Joe Biden was a part of writing. So there is certainly something far more nefarious. You touched on that. In fact, so nefarious that they arrested you at the border, which we really couldn't believe when we saw this video, you yourself and your media team, presumably your cameramen and the people who are traveling with you, were arrested on the border. Can you explain this to our audience? Well, just a cl uh, clarification of classification. Uh, that it was, We were detained. We were never arrested. Uh, we were detained for about a half an hour on the southern border. What's ironic about this, we were actually exposing what was happening. There was a group of them. I've never seen this before. I went down, we're in the Yuma sector of the border. I've, I've covered this area extensively. And we went to a place that I've been many times before and we turned a corner where the wall ends. And I noticed this group of about 60 fighting age men uh, just standing there, no border patrol, nobody around. We interviewed them. We spent about 45 minutes with them. I did a, a, a interview with Steve Bannon on War Room. And, and then we went on our way and we continued to cover what was happening in that area, we went down to the trails where these guys are crossing over to show you the debris that's left behind, the environmental disaster that these open border policies are creating, and, and really to show you the whole picture. And on our way out, about two hours later, still having yet seen a Border Patrol agent, we were, we were uh, pinned in. They had closed a gate on us that is, remains open every time I've ever been there and ultimately removed at gunpoint from our vehicle. As the illegal aliens, the 60 men, we actually were right back to the place where we began were looking on, many of them with their cell phones out, recording what was happening to us as they were basically just allowed to mingle and, and wander into America. What's the first thing you do in the morning? I know it's a personal question, but I think it's relevant. The first thing I do is roll over and look at my phone. You probably are like millions and millions of Americans and you check in on your favorite websites, apps, your favorite creators. And what if you woke up every morning and they weren't there? They were deleted and erased on the internet. This is the reality for millions across this country every single morning because, well, big tech hates us. That's just the reality. They hate your host right here. I mean, listen, guys, they don't want our worldview to be platformed. And so they come after us. 
And that's why it's important to build a new internet, a second internet. And there's only one company out there that's doing it, RightForge. RightForge is the internet company devoted to American values and free speech. They're on the front lines against leftist cancel culture, and they're even helping bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domain, anything that you value online to rightforge.com, the real American internet. Go to rightforge.com now to get started. Support a company that supports free speech and more importantly, supports you, your right to speak as an American. Rightforge.com. Go now. This seems this is gonna seem absolutely unbelievable. And if the video didn't exist, I, I'm not sure that I would that I would faint to believe it. So you, an American citizen with a freedom of press operating in and on the American border, so on your native soil, were arrested by, were detained by Border Patrol at gunpoint. Yeah. And the criminal migrants just sort of stood around. Right. And what's crazy about it is these guys interviewed that going over. And they said that they across in the morning. By the time we got there, it was about five o'clock in the afternoon or by the time they detained us. And this is, uh, excuse me, at four o'clock. Uh, this, so it basically had been an entire day. And what they told us was Border Patrol told them that they didn't have the resources to deal with them. They had taken the women and children earlier in the morning, but they told them they have two options. They can either wait there until Border Patrol has the time to process them, or they can go back into Mexico. But they left out the third option, which was simply they could walk into America. This is an area of the border where they were at, where it's just farmland, rural farmland, and they could simply walk into the country. And we witnessed, as we were there before we moved down the border, we witnessed several of the guys just simply wandering off. Uh, that happened, as, as that was happening, we had two vehicles block us in. They had closed this gate. Uh, they pulled us out at gunpoint. Another three vehicles showed up. They ended up sending the helicopter. The helicopter was circling us as well. Uh, in the end, there were about seven vehicles that showed up to deal with us while there, these 60 illegal aliens just continued to to watch and laugh and film. Uh, I mean, it was surreal. I was sitting in the back of the, the vehicle and a, a few things that were strikingly odd about it. Uh, one was I wasn't cuffed. Everyone else that was with us uh, was cuffed. Typically when we're down there, Border Patrol recognizes us. And, and this just uh, from a tactical standpoint, uh, when you go to the border, what I recommend and what I always do is first Border Patrol officer or agent I see, I make contact with them. I let them know who we are, what we're doing there. And they, they report that to the uh, sector and, and then we go about our business. Well, in this case, like I mentioned, we didn't see anyone for two hours, which I thought was odd to begin with. Then to hear the stories from these illegals saying that they were over, that Border Patrol actually told them they didn't have time to deal with them. Uh, that was odd as well. But then to come back and have them treat us this way, it was, it was to, for those of you that know law enforcement, this is what they consider a felony stop. When you remove from, some of, from a vehicle at gunpoint, it's considered a felony stop. Uh, it means that you have uh, suspicion that they're, that this could turn violent, that, you know, either they're carrying guns or they're, you know, they're involved in some sort of violent activity, uh, vehicles stolen. There, there's some sort of provocation that, that pushes you to that felony stop position. And that was my question. I said, for, well, as I'm sitting in the vehicle, they, they didn't cuff me. They didn't cell phone. They cuffed everyone else. Nobody else had access to them. I'm sitting in the back of this border patrol truck and, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to start filming this thing because nobody, like you said, nobody's going to believe me unless I actually show this. So I start filming it, trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And when I finally did ask, uh, when I was able to ask the Border Patrol officer why this was being done, they, they, they gave us three reasons. They said they saw two of us out of the vehicle at some point down the road that they said the vehicle looked suspicious. 
and that we appeared to be driving at a high rate of speed. That was the justification that they gave us for the stop, which again, you ask the question, okay, well, that, that may give you justification to have a conversation, but does that justify pulling uh, media? And we're all wearing the same outfit. I'm wearing my Real America's Voice hat. We're all in our Real America's Voice gear. We actually have camera equipment on our laps. Uh, it was just, it was amazing. It was incredible to be a part of it. And it's still, it's one of those things that you just, you know, you, you almost had to be there to believe it. So you were detained because you looked suspicious, yet the hundreds or thousands of migrant crossers from all around the planet who nobody knows who they are, or where they're going, they weren't detained and they didn't look suspicious. They could essentially just enter the country unmolested. Well, to give you a, a visual illustration of that, what we're doing down there is actually documenting. We're not just documenting it, but we're gathering evidence for hopefully the impeachment proceedings that will go against Joe Biden in the future. And that's what a lot of this, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to build a case against the enemies within that exist in Washington, D.C. right now. And so we go down there and we gather evidence. And, and to, 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 to give you a great illustration of that, uh, this is some of what we find. So these are IDs from that sector. These are all Senegalese passports, ripped up Senegalese passports that are left, that actually left on the Mexico side. We later went into the Mexico side and, and started gathering these. And we've interviewed, uh, and this is just, you know, a handful of what we have. I have bags of these. Uh, we interviewed many of the people coming across and we asked them, why do they do this? Why are they dumping their IDs? And they, what they tell us is they've been told, they've been coached by these leftist NGOs in Mexico and Central America that if Border Patrol doesn't know who they are. They'll have an easier time of getting into our country. So while this is happening, while we have people ripping up their IDs, creating entirely new identifications, and again, we don't know that unless we have biometrics on these people, unless we have fingerprints and they've committed crimes in the U.S. previously or they're on some Interpol list, we have no way of knowing who they are. This is also why uh, they do this because they're buying children. They have an easier time getting across the border if they come as a family. And so many of them are purchasing uh, children in Mexico and Central America, bringing them up as, as false families. And you can't claim that child's yours if you have different I identifications, different last names. If the woman that you say is your wife uh, is, is you know, from a different country, that doesn't work very well. So a lot of this is happening. Well, all of this is happening. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what we're dealing with, not to mention the terrorists and everything else that we know is coming across the border. While all of that's happening, they gave us the justification that they pulled us over because we look suspicious. Yes, that's the irony. These are the times that try men's souls, biblical times, every headline you read, everywhere you look, uncertainty and scary world events that are destabilizing, frankly. I mean, have you checked in on your food prices or gas prices lately? How about inflation? Even President Biden says that in regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. And you're starting to see that happen now. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket and it will hit your bank account. It already has 8% of your dollar has been evaporated and probably much, much more. Don't wait until your dollar is worth less to start thinking about protecting yourself. Buy something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. They've withheld the test of time all the way back into the ancient days. Right now, Birch Gold can help you convert your IRA and 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started right now. Text Benny to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help protect you. Text Benny to 989898 to begin protecting yourself with gold. 
Unbelievable. What, how did the officers treat you when you were detained? I mean, were they, so they detained you in a vehicle, right? So they, they put you in a vehicle where you're, and, and your fellow comrades, media personalities, producers, they were handcuffed? Oh, yes. Uh, everyone was handcuffed but me. Uh, we were all put in police vehicles, uh, some border patrol, some local law enforcement, the tribal law enforcement that's there as well. They called them in to assist in this as well. It was wild. And, uh, and then ultimately, now, what was interesting was I, I, I don't know if I was recognized and that was why I was left out of handcuffs because typically when I'm down there, I've got a great relationship with Border Patrol. Most of the time we show up, they say, we love what you do. We follow War Room. We follow Steve Bannon. We follow Real America's Boys. Thank you for telling the story. We can't say it. We've got to block, you know, a gag order on us. So we can't say it, but thank you for doing what you're doing. And, and so I don't know if there was a recognition early on that they made a big mistake. Um, but they, you know, we weren't, we weren't necessarily treated bad other than having, uh, armed firearms pointed at us and treated like criminals and, you know, perp walked into vehicles. Um, but ultimately about 30 minutes later, they let us out of the vehicles. They, uh, gave us a warning, which again, I'm like, I don't know what, what we're being warned for. And they, they let us go on our way. Uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. And, and I, just to give you an idea of since then, you know, we, I, and I, and I told them as we were leaving, I did a little video after the fact saying, God bless border patrol, God bless law enforcement. We're down there to actually try to help them. Uh, but what Joe Biden's doing and what the Democrats in Washington DC are doing, they need to be held accountable. I, I, I love law enforcement. I love border patrol. And so I don't know if they're just so overworked that they're doing, you know, I, I, it's speculation at this point on why they really did what they did. Was it, were, did we really trigger some sensors? Did, was there really a justification for the stop that they made? But I will tell you, we've tried to look into that. Uh, we're doing, uh, we're trying to get the police report. We contacted them uh, and, and are working to get the police report. And what we've been told thus far, three weeks later, is that report doesn't exist, that there was no incident report, which that, to me, may be the bigger story. And, and again, we're, doing, we're in the process of doing a FOIA request to get more details on this. But if there is no police report on that, if there's no incident report, uh, that is, that is uh, unheard of in law enforcement. You do not do a felony stop without some sort of citation, without some sort of record of that incident. Um, and so that's where we're at with it right now. I, as far as you know, everything else behind it, I can't even tell you because we're, we're still in the process of trying to figure that out. I, I will tell you, it was the oddest thing I've ever experienced. It was uh, all the emotions. I was pissed off. I was uh, uh, upset, you know, seeing these guys, the illegals, this happened to us. I, I, I feel bad for the law enforcement. I feel bad for border patrol dealing with what they're dealing with. You know, and we went back about a week later and talking to border patrol agents that were down there and they were saying, Hey, we saw your video, man. That was unbelievable. They're telling us it was unbelievable. These other agents that were down there. And just so you know, too, this isn't just border patrol agents that are from that sector. Many of these guys have been shipped in. A lot of them have actually been brought in from the Northern border because they're so overwhelmed. So these are people that that aren't familiar sometimes with the area. There's a whole bunch of factors that go into this situation. Uh, either way, though, it was – it shouldn't have happened. And the moral of the story is uh, that, you know, even this, what we're seeing, is in some ways a distraction from the invasion that we're seeing on our southern border. That's the real story that needs to get out there. Our country is being invaded. It's being invaded from within that we have politicians in America who are aiding and embedding the enemies of this nation. And they need to be held accountable. that. And the scariest part is it's only going to get worse. As you referenced, Title 42 is expected to go away in, on May 23rd. If that happens, 
We're not talking about 180,000 people a month. We're talking about 20,000 people a day, potentially, you know, uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, half a million people could cross in a month. It's, it's unsustainable for the future of this nation. What, what you showed us was Senegalese passports. I mean, that's from Africa. That's five, six, 7,000 miles away from the American border. They're traveling here because they have been proven and shown that we won't endorse or enforce our own laws. It's lawless. It is the grounds for the impeachment of the president. I think that this would be the best first article of impeachment. You said you're gathering evidence for that. Do you believe that that's why you were stopped? It's a good question. Uh, I, you know, again, it, it, it's, it, it plays in your mind. So we had just done an interview. On, I was with Steve Bannon on War Room, and I was doing the interview showing live on the scene saying, these 60 guys, we were just told they had just crossed. Uh, we were told by them that Border Patrol told them that they didn't have the resources to deal with this. This is, you know, that we were laying out the case for this invasion and exposing it for the, 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 how, how, how bad it's really become. And, uh, and you don't know. You don't know. I, I do know one thing. There are many people within our government. Uh, you look at Secretary Mayorkas of Homeland Security. He, he needs to be impeached. He needs to be removed from office. He is working to undermine this country. And you've got to believe that there are other people within the agency and within the administration that don't want to see the reporting that we're doing. That, that was the first thought that crossed my mind. Somebody saw this. They made a call uh, to somebody and they, they said, we don't want this information getting out or maybe just go hassle these guys. Look, I don't know, but it, it, it definitely raises that question. We were reporting on something that they clearly don't want the American people to see. And we were treated that way. Now, whether or not we would have been treated that way anyways, I don't know. But uh, it definitely raises the question. And there's no question about it. What we are reporting, the treason that we are showing that they are conducting, it, 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 they do not like it. And uh, they would prefer that we were not down there showing it. But that's why, specifically why we are showing it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have a First Amendment it sounds like you have a First Amendment lawsuit against DHS. To me, it sounds like they curtailed your right to a free press and free speech and detained you without a police report. Have they apologized? Has anybody reached out to you from DHS? No, no, no one has. I have had uh, many people, and again, I've, I have many friends in Border Patrol and, and law enforcement, and I've had many of them, higher-ups in Border Patrol, reach out to me and say that they're doing their own internal investigation, saying uh, they've never seen anything like this, and it was unacceptable, but they, you know, they want to get more details on it before they say anything else. So I've, I've had that personally, uh, folks high up in Border Patrol reach out to me, but nobody within the administration at all. So what were they trying to stop you from covering? What are some of the things that you have seen with your own two eyes that the corporate press can't cover because they don't get close enough to do it? Again, the New York Times is covering this from a building in Manhattan, right? They don't have a reporter on the border. What are you seeing? What are the realities? Well, basically, our borders are controlled by the, the cartels. I mean, that, that is uh, clear at this point. We, we no longer have sovereign borders. Uh, if you look at Mexico, Mexico has been controlled by the cartels for years. And now we're starting to see that influence on the U.S. side. And, and we're seeing it through the, the takeover of many media outlets. Uh, many of them have been corrupted. We see that through the corruption of many politicians. And all you have to do is ask the question, why? Who are the, who are the representatives, the so-called politicians that 
are supporting open borders. The only people that would support open borders support the cartels. These guys know it. If you're in, in federal office, uh, you know that all you're doing is aiding and abetting the cartels. Uh, those people need to be investigated. They need to be found out if, similar to what we see in Mexico, if they've been paid off by the cartels. That's something that's currently uh, uh, an area of focus of ours. And also the NGOs in America, the non-governmental organizations that are being paid hundreds of millions of dollars to finish the cartel smuggling. This is, this is the largest human trafficking, a.k.a. slavery, in world history. And people are making billions of dollars on it, not just the cartels. So, you know, the cartels are bad. They're some of the most evil people on the planet. But there are people within America who are aiding and abetting them, who are taking tax dollars out of your pocket. As we've lived through two years of lockdowns, uh, the COVID tyranny that we lived through the last two years, businesses being destroyed in America, this is, these are the same people that are taking your tax dollars and sending them to these organizations, activists, leftist organizations, who are enabling and bolding. And what we believe in speaking to Border Patrol officers, working directly with, in some cases, the cartels. That's what we're investigating. Uh, and we're also investigating the, and, and showing the reality of what it means. It's not just women and children coming across as AOC cries on a fence. The reality is it's bad dudes coming in with bad intentions for America. And that's why we have the show Law and Border. Um, I do have a couple other shows. I have, I have bags and bags and bags of evidence of what's happening. And this, just to give you an illustration, it's, there are the groups that are coming across. There, there's basically two groups of illegal aliens coming into America right now. There are the ones that, the give-ups, the people that turn themselves in and uh, request fake asylum. They've been trained to say asylum. They know that that's how they, that's their magic ticket into America. And they're put on a list. They're basically given a slip of paper that says, find a border patrol agent within 60 days to start the process to, to request your asylum. None of them ever do it. The, the vast majority uh, never call, make that phone call. They're and they simply disappear into America and become part of the other millions. The other group of illegals that these, the give-ups are a distraction for are the gotaways and the people that are trying to uh, evade capture. And this is a, a, an illustration of that. These are called carpet shoes. Uh, this is one pair of carpet shoes that we, we gathered from an illegal alien that was actually stuffed in the trunk of a car uh, that we pulled over. We were riding with Pinell County Sheriff's a week ago and uh, filming our next episode of Law and Border. And he was wearing these. And actually, all four of the individuals that were in that vehicle were wearing their carpet shoes. They also wear camouflage gear. They track through the desert uh, they, with the coyotes that bring them over from Mexico and ultimately are picked up by American citizens or illegal aliens that live in America and transported throughout the country. Some of them are drug dealers. Some of them are trial, uh, child tra or being uh, sold into sex trafficking. Some of them are cartel members. Some of them are former deportees. And what we know is some of them are high-value targets on our terror watch list. That is what's happening. Uh, this is one pair of carpet shoes, but there are tens of thousands, and, and we'll be showing that on these routes. And what's crazy to me is when we go to one location and I show you 500 people in the background, that is one small sector on the southern border. You go 100 yards in some cases. You go a mile, uh, or in some cases, 100 yards down the road, and there's 500 more that just came across. And you go a mile or 100 yards down the road from there, and there's 1,000 more that just came across. The, the scale of this invasion is hard to comprehend. We're talking millions upon millions of people every single year and potentially three more years of this if some, something's not done before that. Goodness. Ben, we brought our show down to that Yuma sector. I've only been to the actual border once 
And in that Yuma sector, we went around with Border Patrol. That's why we were particularly shocked at your story. It's really a story that's told 100,000 times a day, right? When people try and cross the border and our underfunded DHS and our Border Patrol desperately try and maintain order and they just can't. You're friends with Border Patrol. What do these Border Patrol agents want? What do they want? And they don't wantingly, the vast majority of them, I have to assume, are clean cops. They don't want to see this country invaded. They would wish to stop the cartels. That's presumably why they signed up to do this job. So what do the agents on the border need? What are they crying out for? What are they asking the Biden administration for? And why aren't they being heard? Well, one of the most heartbreaking facts about this invasion is the statistics of suicide among Border Patrol. Uh, wow. The morale is as low as it's ever been. I talk to these guys, and oftentimes, off the record, off the camera, they have tears in their eyes. And these guys are uh, many a times former veterans that served our country overseas. That uh, wow. sometimes, you know, were uh, have have friends and family members that paid the ultimate sacrifice, and they're being asked to break the road. And it is, you talk about, you know, for me and for you, I, I get to cover this. I, I have the honor of covering this. I get to do this. Because of the sacrifice of our veterans and our law enforcement agents that secure our liberties, God gave them to us, but they have to be secured by, by heroes. And to ask a hero or to tell a hero that they can no longer do the job that, that they were born to do, uh, it's beyond demoralizing. And, and it breaks my heart. Uh, they want to be able to do their job. They want to be able to secure this country. They want to be able to protect America. And that's why we're seeing, um, we're seeing attrition rates. Uh, that are going through the roof. We're going to see more of that. I, I believe we're going to see these guys just at some point just walking off the job. But sadly, uh, many of them are choosing to end it. And and I just, uh, you know, they deserve I better. I just couldn't imagine signing up to protect your own border and doing so as a, either a veteran or maybe former law enforcement and then being told one day to go arrest a reporter who's showing the criminality of this administration. I mean, it truly... What, why, why are you even, why are you even doing this? What, what does it even matter anymore? That's got to be so demoralizing and so depressing. Final question, Ben, do they want the wall? Uh, who? The border patrol. Uh, well, yes, they, they want three things. They want, first of all, the rule, the law, the rule of law to be followed. That's number one. The wall does no good if all you have to do is simply walk across the river because the wall is in some cases a quarter mile away from our actual border. It does, it does no good other than funneling people to one location if you don't follow the rule of law and deport people when they come across illegally. That's number one. They want the rule of law to be followed. Uh, they, they, they need technology. These guys are so overwhelmed. They're, they're, being, they're spending their time processing thousands of people that come across every single day, and uh, they, they need the technology to be able to do that. But they, you know, they want President Trump back. And talking to every single one of these guys and gals that are doing this, President Trump was the first politician, the first president in their lifetime, in our lifetime, that actually said what he was going to do and did what he said. Uh, that's what they want. They want a president that puts America first and puts them first and allows them to put America first. That's what they want. They want a completion of the wall. They want sovereignty on our borders. And, and, and think about this. The Border Patrol is the, has the highest percentage of Hispanic Americans' uh, workforce out of all federal agencies. These guys are, uh, Hispanic, many of them Hispanic descent, but they are absolutely pro 
border wall, border security, America first. These guys are patriots that love this country. They, they, they support immigration as we all do. They just don't support illegal immigration. And, but they, that, that we need it all. We need the wall, but what we need first and foremost is for the laws to be followed. And if those laws aren't followed, we need a justice department that actually holds these people accountable. Instead of wasting time on January 6th and, and demonizing uh, uh, patriots and moms that go to school board meetings, our justice department, our homeland security departments, they need to be down there doing their job and securing America. Their oath is the same, regardless of if you're city council, police officer, or president of the United States, you swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States from enemies, both foreign and domestic. And if you are not doing that, you are an enemy within. And those people need to be held accountable. And the ones that are doing their job, that want to be able to do their job, they want those people held accountable. Incredible. Incredible. Yes. Yes. In our communications with Border Patrol, that is precisely what they want. And also maybe a little acknowledgement. Joe Biden hasn't been to the border. Joe Biden's never been never. to the border. Not once. Never. Never. It's shocking. He's been in office for 700,000 years. He's never once been to the American border. Really remarkable. Uh, thank you, Ben, so much for being on the program, for your work. It is truly the most important work we think in the country. And in a different era and in a just era, you would be winning a Pulitzer right now. And you'd, you and your detainment would be the number one story in the country. But sadly, <laughs> we don't live in a just world, but you are making it better. Thank you, Ben. It's an honor to be with you. Appreciate you.